Our scripture today comes from the Gospel of Mark. Hear these words. Now the Passover and the festival of unleavened bread were only two days away, and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were scheming to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or the people may riot. While he was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor and they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, and you can help them anytime you want, but you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we are thankful, so grateful for these words in the scripture that tell us and remind us of this selfless, generous, heart-filled act a woman who had so little and yet gave so much. She poured herself into this sacrifice just as she poured that oil on Jesus' head because she was convinced that he was her Lord, he was her Savior, and she wanted to show him her love and appreciation. Lord, we see these words and we need to remember them. We need to take these words into our hearts and live these words ourselves. We need to show you in everything that we do that we love you, that we give honor to you and praise you in all things. You are our Lord and Savior, and these words tell us to remember her acts so that we can follow her example in our lives as well. As Pastor Mike comes forward to deliver the message this morning, we pray that we will take all of this in that your words will be written on our hearts and the message that you have given him to share with us will be one that we will carry for the rest of our days. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. don't have a cabin to worship today. <laughs> uh, just kidding. It's great to be here and worship today, and I'm privileged to be able to speak uh, 
the gospel today, uh, and on the way to that, I wanted to share a couple things we're very excited about at Marion Methodist. Um, you heard Lauren earlier uh, invite you to the horse trough baptisms. That is, we're going to move this whole service outside on the 20th and have a horse trough out there where anyone that wants to reaffirm their baptism or be baptized by immersion at that time is welcome and invited to. You can sign up through our website. There's an Eventbrite link, and we have quite a handful uh, already wanting to celebrate that, so I invite you to join in with us as well. Next week, we start uh, this fun month of June on this sermon series called Christian Conversations, and we're actually going to have more voices than just the preacher talking. We're going to have some others uh, as we walk through uh, what it's like to be a Christian youth, what, what's the purpose of a Christian funeral, uh, Christian baptism, Christian marriage. So we hope that the month of June that you'll really embrace those things with us, whether you're here with us live or watching us uh, or worshiping with us on the church online. Now this morning we celebrate Memorial Weekend. And we do this in a way that I inherited at Marian Methodist and that I love and enjoy being part of every year. We, we do remember those who served us in protecting our freedoms. We, of course, encourage you to go to services today or tomorrow uh, at various places around our community. And then, of course, come back here because on July 4th, is, which is a Sunday this year, at our first service, we will have the service that, that uh, commemorates and celebrates our veterans and those that have been lost in, in service. So come back then. Today in the church, we use Memorial Weekend in the church to celebrate those that have been our faith life examples, to, those, to remember and celebrate and commemorate those who have spiritually shaped us along with physically shaping us and emotionally shaping us. And I do invite you, as I did earlier in this service, to come up afterwards and take a look at some of these candles. There are some of you that might have a Sunday school teacher or a school teacher or a neighbor uh, commemorated here. And we get to that through this. We continue our sermon series on who is this man? Who is this man? This man is a man who tells us that we are to remember. Remember the woman at Bethany. I love the story that Vicki just read. It talks about a woman, and in Gospel of Mark, though she might be named elsewhere in the Gospels, in the Gospel of Mark, her name is not given. It just says, a woman came, and she broke an alabaster jar of perfume. Now, what that means is, she broke it in such a way that none can be saved. This is all for Jesus. She's giving everything she has to Jesus. And she pours it over his head, which, which seems odd to us in our generation because I've never been to any of your homes and had you pour anything over my head. But this was a huge act of respect and love. As she poured that perfume over his head, what she was saying was, I know who you are. You're the Lord. Because anointment is for kings priests and prophets and she was anointing him and as he said she's anointing me beforehand for burial and then he adds this last line wherever the gospel is preached in all the world it will be done in memory of her she is to be remembered because she knew jesus and acted on that knowledge and so i ask again the question who is this man <clears throat> he is one who tells us that the memory of the saints shall be forever blessed. You saw the memorial video a few moments ago. And that last line on there is that liturgical line, let the memory of the saints be 
forever blessed. Those that we memorialize today and those that are before us here and those that jump to the, to the fore of your front of your heart, these are to be remembered because they knew Jesus and they lived out their lives in memory of him. I love what Hickory Jackson wrote a couple hundred years ago. The greatest people in your world are people that I've never heard of. You know, this year, two football fields in other small towns in Iowa were dedicated in the names of people that have relationship to Marion Bob Rasmussen and Steve Staker. Now, many in the communities far away or Ames or Waterloo, they might not have heard of these men. But in their world, those little towns, they're famous. And so those things are done in memory of them. Now, Teresa and I came from a town called Webster City. And in Webster City, there's a library, not, not dedicated in the name of Andrew Carnegie, like so many are, but in a name that you've probably never heard of, a man named Kendall Young. We do that, we, we dedicate that, that library in, in memory of those. Now, those names in those communities, like Hickory Jackson said, in those worlds, they're to be remembered. But some of us have never heard of them. The woman at Bethany, she's a reminder that people like that, people that have an impact in our lives, are to be remembered, never forgotten. She knew Jesus and she acted upon it. We're commanded to remember her, though we can't say her name. And we're to remember those like her. And to best honor those we memorialize. Shouldn't we act in accordance to those memories? Shouldn't we live in accordance to those memories? Who is this man, Jesus? He is one who calls us to remember the blessed saints of our lives and live in memory. We're to live and act and believe in memory of those who have preceded us in life and faith. Every time I get up to do anything, I live in memory of this guy named Lowell Morgan, my dad, who's one of the strongest and most tender-hearted men that you would ever come across. He was a family leader. He wasn't a preacher. He was a school teacher. But he was undeniably Christian. And because he knew Jesus and lived on his behalf, I live in memory of him. You have probably never heard of Ron Sleeth. Although some of you have heard of the hymn that was written for his memorial service. It's called the Hymn of Promise. It's number 707. His wife wrote it for his memorial service. First time it was ever used in the public. But Ron Sleeth was my preaching professor. And I hope, you'd, I hope you agree with his assessment because Ron was a hard guy. And he was in the business of developing good preachers. And I remember the first time I preached in preaching class, it was horrible terrible and I want to tell you I know I'm right because about a half hour after the class I lived at a garden level apartment I heard this thump of somebody jumping from the ground down to our hallway and this banging on my door bang 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 and I opened the door and there was the last person I wanted to see in my life right there Dr. Sleeth and he says that was terrible <laughs> I know right he says that was terrible he says but you are not going to be terrible at this stay at it and so every time I stick my feet behind the pulpit 
Every time I come into the box to deliver the everlasting gospel, I remember Ron Sleeth, and I live in memory of him because he knew the Lord and lived on his behalf, so it's in memory of him I often share the gospel. You've probably never heard of Georgina White. Oh, my gosh. Georgina White was one of those ladies. I was in my 20s as a pastor in Colorado Springs, and no matter what our church did in mission, I'll tell you what, it wasn't enough. We're a rich church. We're in the suburbs. We have a lot to give. We can give to this. We can give to that. We need to send more people out. We need to go here nor there. Now, Georgina was a school teacher. She saved half of her salary all of her life so she could give it away to the United Methodist Commission on, on Relief and all that. And no matter what we did in that church, it wasn't enough. But I'll tell you what, she dug a sh with a shovel into my heart and planted a seed in there. So when I became the pastor of this church, within the first couple of years, we started an organization called FLY. Heard of it? Feeding lunches to youth? 24,000 lunches last summer. We started an organization called Marion Cares because we were, we were compassionate about a, a, an apartment com complex here in town that was getting two and a half police calls a day. We threw ourselves at flood recovery. We've sent a dozen trips to Haiti. We've sent people to Mozambique. We've sent people fixing duration repair. All that and much of that is because years ago, Georgina White says, no matter how much you serve God, you can serve more by giving to the least of his. So every time I think of serving God through helping people because she knew Jesus, I do some of that in memory of her. She knew Jesus and lived it and acted it out. You've probably never heard, except one of you in here, two of you in here actually, of a woman named Priscilla Greenwood. Priscilla Greenwood was a member of my church in, in Webster City. And when she descended upon that church, she had an immediate and direct change because she said, I'm going to start a group called Women on the Walk. And I said, what are you going to do? She said, pray. That's all we need to do. She knew about prayer because she talked to Jesus every day personally. And she brought the prayer life of that church up, even though she wasn't a preacher, in exponential ways. And she inspired me to take my prayers more seriously and steadfastly because Priscilla Greenwood knew Jesus and lived on his behalf. I live in memory of her. Now, I could go on and on, but it's a holiday weekend. No one wants that. But I do ask you this, because I think it's the imperative questions. You've heard some of mine, but what are the names written on your heart that, that blessed your life because they knew Jesus and they lived on his behalf who have now joined the church triumphant? Who, who are those names? Who are those people? I'm not going to ask you to take out one of the offering envelopes or anything like that and write their name down. But would it not help you to remember them? I'm sure those names are written or tattooed on your heart. And into that, you know, we pray and say, the memory of the righteous, the memory of the saints is forever blessed. I hope you have those people in your life. And if not, I hope some of them are being formed right around you right now. Jesus tells us our memories are blessed and they must be acted on. The woman at, at the well, I mean, the woman at, the, at, at Simon the leper's home in Bethany, we're to remember her by imitating her. Our faith heroes, whether they're here or just here in our hearts, we, we need to emulate their potent and faithful example in our own Christian living. We need to live 
literally in memory of them. And our Methodist, Marian Methodist forefathers and foremothers, we need to remember them. You know, when, when I speak of memory here, you have to remember when the downtown church was built. The downtown church was built in 1895. That means the boys that had fought in the Civil War were in the 50s. And in the 50s, that's when you have money. And they put something in that downtown church that is only in five, uh, five or six churches across the U.S., and that is a depiction of the, method of the American flag, which we moved out here, with the word peace on it. It was in memorial of their friends that they lost in the Civil War. But we need to understand the legacy that was here, because beside that, that depiction of the, of the United States flag, they put the Lord Jesus Christ and Moses as well. We know that we're they and we are citizens of, of two nations, the, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of, of uh, this world. And we remember those that we followed, those who built a legacy that we were to lean on to as we came into here because they knew Jesus and they acted upon it. And so in honor of Jesus and in memory of them, we forge ahead to new frontiers of ministry. You never know what the new frontier of ministry is, but we just know that anyone that, pursued, that, that was previous to us, just as we're previous to others, we don't want things to stay the same here. We want more to be reached for the gospel of Christ. We want more to come into their salvation. We want more to come, become baptized in, by both water and the Spirit. So in Jesus' name today, we commemorate many dear ones and celebrate our memories of them. And remember the deep Christian truth we celebrate today is that death is a departure, not a demise. You see, we're the Christians. And we believe that when you breathe your last, like one of our dear members did on Friday morning, that he didn't end. He reached out to that door handle and he twisted the lock on it and he walked right from life to life. That's the Christian belief, that our death is a departure, not a demise. And the essence of our beloveds lives on in our faithful memory of them, in our faithful continuance of their legacy. And so we ask the question, who is this man? A man who tells us we will be remembered. Now, we may never become famous. I don't expect my name ever to be put up in lights anywhere. I don't expect to have a building or a scoreboard or anything like that named after me. I don't even want my name in, in the police blotter. Though some in my family got it this week. Traffic cameras. I'm going to have to repent of that all day, so you might as well love up me up now, right now. I remember standing at the Grinnell College campus and we were worshiping at summer games and I don't remember the theme of the day but, but a kid, and I don't know him, didn't go to this church but this kid at summer games said this You know, Pastor Mike, God has heard of all of us and won't ever forget us and I'm like, dude, you got the message God's never going to forget you. you You might not be famous You might not have your name on somebody's tattooed arm You may not have it in, in, you know, embedded in a, in a cornerstone of a building any, anywhere else But the most important entity, the God who knows us all Will not ever forget you So be remembered here on earth as a man or woman Who came to know Jesus and lived daily in his memory And be remembered in the church triumphant for your service here on earth. These words I offer to you as your sermon today. Let us pray.
God, as we come to the conclusion of these moments together and go out into a holiday weekend to enjoy family, friends, or even just a peaceful moment, we give thanksgiving for the saints. Of course, Lord, we've heard of the saints like Wesley, Calvin, St. Thomas, Peter, others. But we give thanks for the saints that are not famous. That are not famous in the world, but are famous in our hearts and well known to you. We thank you for their love for you that impacted everything that they are and were. We thank you for their leading and teaching us in your ways. Let our lives be living monuments to their influence. Let us in these moments rededicate ourselves to living before you and others as servants of your earthly and heavenly kingdoms. In your name we pray.